everyone. It's podcast 39 of EmpowerYourOils.com. And today we are diving into the oil of ancestry. Empower Your Oils. It's essentially magic. A podcast bringing play and magic together with a saucy twist. Hosted by Gina Garris and Janet Bergen. This podcast will empower you to bring more play into your life, encourage you to experiment, and think outside the box to awaken the magic and bring your essential oil use to a whole new level. Oh, and we'll also be serving up some seriously delicious libations each episode. This podcast is powered by the use of doTERRA essential oils. Please empower yourself with your own research and knowledge. For more detailed information on how to properly use Jutera essential oils, visit EmpowerYourOils.com. Hey everyone, welcome, 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 welcome. This is Gina, and I'm thrilled to be here today to talk about the empowerment of doTERRA pedigree essential oil, which oil of ancestry. So... This oil is less than a year old for us, and it's been really interesting to get to know. And this this week, if you're if you're new to us, um, Janet and I come on uh, onto the pod with a, a libation made with the magical. And if you're not new to us, you're probably curious about what we're drinking. So today, I made I'm calling it Gigi's Peach and Peppa. And it's, um, I just zizzed everything in my blender. It's St. Germain, and um, which if you follow us, you know I love. And then I just put a big handful of frozen peaches and um, club soda. And I didn't put the whole club soda in right away. I just kind of did a little bit of club soda, and then I zizzed it, and then it would kind of jam up, and then I'd stir it and put more club soda. So just add club soda kind of slowly. And um, then I added two drops of black pepper and two drops of pedigree, and it is just really, really, really quite yummy. So that's what I'm having. Cool. That sounds pretty good. I'd have to try that because I love St. Germain as well. Um, So today, this is Janet, and I'm having um, my breakout breakout essential Edo, which is like a mojito. I used um, just limeade and a couple drops of peppermint oil and a drop of pedigrain and some vodka in it. So it's really not a mojito, technically, but it's my mojito. <laughs> You're calling it a breakout mojito or essentialini? Yeah. Essential ito. Essential ito. Yeah. Oh, of course. Essential ito. That's awesome. Well, it's beautiful. And it's really yummy. I wasn't really sure what I would think about having pedigree in there, but I really liked it. It gave it kind of a really interesting taste. I liked it a lot. You used lime still, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, wow. Well, it's beautiful. And I bet you it um, tastes fabulous. It does. I may have already drank mine completely down so <laughs> do we have to push pause so you can go get another, another? no I think I'll be fine <laughs> oh my gosh hilarious so we're wrapping up June with um the oil of ancestry and 
don't think we actually talked last week much about the divine masculine or the um, gender of male or anything like that, um, which is fine because, you know, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. But um, we thought pedigree would be really fascinating uh, to end this month because... Like, I guess my thought on it is that our ancestors are our lineage, which we couldn't have without the seed, right? We, I guess we couldn't have the womb and we couldn't have it without the seed. Like, it had, takes both to have the miracle of a baby. But for some reason, it just really reminds me of, um, I don't know, it just feels, it feels masculine. It's also... Um, we'll just go straight to my my, uh, my favorite use, really. This kind of is a bridge to it, is that um, we kind of call it the man's lavender. So maybe it just feels a little more, more masculine, but it has all the beautiful effects of um, uh, lavender. It has very similar effects as lavender, like relaxing and um, good for sleep and calming um, but it's not as sweet, so sometimes it's often called as a man's lavender, and I, um, I offered it. I offer it to men quite often um, in in place of lavender. So, what do you think of pedigree? Well, from now on, I like it in drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Great! I've never been that excited about the scent of it, but I really am starting to like the taste of it. And it has just so many great things to help you. I mean, it's kind of um, anti-inflammatory and it helps you relax. I mean, there's really nothing bad about it. So I'm pretty sure that I'm going to be having more drinks with pedigree. Well, that's hilarious. I mean, it is kind of, I think, it, you know, it's kind of a citrus anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, I say, I think it's not kind of, it is a citrus. I guess it is a citrus. It's, yeah. it's the, um, is it the neroli orange that it's made out of? But it's made out of the leaves and the twigs from the tree, not the actual orange part. And so I think it's really interesting because it still has a little bit of a citrusy taste, even though it's not actually the actual citrus. Yeah. So it's actually a bit, the, bitter orange tree not the oh so it so it says the um there are three oils derived from the bitter orange tree pedigree is distilled from the leaves and twigs neroli is distilled from the blossoms and bitter orange is produced by uh the rinds of the fruit that's cool actually it is cool. That and it is that. interesting because neroli is so sweet and that's kind of fun to think about. This is more earthy and neroli for me, my perception of neroli uh, is so much sweeter and that's fun to think that it comes from the flower. Yeah. And then cool. the bitter part, the bitter orange comes from the rind, which makes sense because rind is a little bitter. For sure. Huh. So I think mixing it with other citruses and just kind of experimenting around with what it's going to be with yeah it's so great and emotionally 
so when I think of, when I saw first that it was the oil of ancestry, my first thought was helping you be connected to your ancestors and helping you to, this was just kind of my thought. When I look at those words, I was like, oh, that's if you want to really stay connected and you want to um, like maybe deepen your, in your family stuff. And to read about it, the emotional aspects of it, it's actually, it is to deepen in some ways with your family, but in standing in your truth, which I was kind of blown away when I read the whole, the whole, what do you call that? Write up on it? The description. The description. You're so good. In the Emotions and Essential Oil book from um, EnlightenedHealing.com, who we love, 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 and um, they don't sponsor us yet, but we, we love their work. And so, yeah, it, it helps to not repeat negative family patterns. It helps to remove the duty-bound, um, duty uh, boundness to your family. Um, it helps when you have excessive loyalty to unhealthy traditions. And so that's kind of interesting. And also it's the inherited limitations that you have, like your family has certain limitations that they've somehow ingrained into their culture. Like, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, women can't be lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah, good. Or a woman can't be a doctor or something. Mm -hmm. And that just is how it is. And if you grow up and you wanted decided you wanted to be a lawyer, they would really rail against that because that was not and you might even part of you might rail against it, like, well, oh, I'm not supposed to be a lawyer, I'm a woman, or I don't know, that's kind of a weird extreme example, maybe, but so it's there's lots of them there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm even thinking about, I have a friend right now who is in a relationship with a person who has a son, um, and they're forcing him to go to this boarding school because I guess seven generations have uh, have um, graduated from this boarding school, but he goes to this other school right now, and he wants to stay there, and if there's this huge family drama, I actually think I should send her a bottle of pedigree. It's interesting what we're forced to do or sometimes what we force our kids to do because that's just that it's family tradition and that's just what you always do. Or um, even what we force ourselves to do. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So when we were talking about this, Janet and I were kind of thinking, well, what's like, an, what's something to think about? Because when we go into the, the ritual is really breaking the chain because the, this oil helps you make your own decisions even if it means departing from conventional methods, or in other words, it encourages new, healthier connection between individuals and their families. So it's how you stand in your truth, but honoring your family at the same time, which I, which I love. And that's not always easy. So when we were talking about it, one example that we came up with that isn't with every family, but with a lot of families is that they eat turkey on Thanksgiving. And I remember working with a gal last year who was a vegetarian and her parents were coming to town for Thanksgiving and her mother demanded that they cook a tur she cook a turkey for them. And she was just like, I don't even cook. Like, I don't even, I'm not cooking a turkey. Like, I'm just, I don't want to cook a turkey. 
And there was this whole, it was really hard for her. And she ended up cooking a turkey. Like she ended up not standing in her truth to say, well, maybe you guys should go out or maybe you should, you know, how about you cook a turkey on your own and bring it in and we'll warm it up. Or, you know, there's a couple of different ways to go around that. But um, cooking a turkey is a simple thing and it can also mean a big thing because her mom was like no you have it's thanksgiving you have to have a turkey you have you have to have a turkey we have to have turkey it's thanksgiving yeah it becomes this total rule that it always has to be this way whether it you know and it really doesn't i mean my mom didn't really like turkey but she always made turkey on thanksgiving and she always kind of screwed it up because she didn't like it and didn't care <laughs> But, hilarious but it was her rule that we had to have turkey on thanksgiving because right. i guess that's what she'd always had growing up so yeah. it was kind of funny and i love turkey any time of the year whether it's thanksgiving or not but now my brother and his family and i we don't have necessarily have turkey on thanksgiving and it's great because we have all sorts of other lovely meals hilarious yeah it's interesting I mean and there's I'm sure there there you might feel a little pushback with like what's the difference between tradition and and ancestral uh what's the word I'm looking for like cultural traditions cultural tradition yeah it's an interesting thing like not that it's bad to have turkey on Thanksgiving there's nothing wrong no. with it and um I guess the thing is is like how do you stand in your truth and how authentic are you with your family and are you ready to really stand in your truth so my client last year was not ready even though we gave her tools to really stand her ground with her mom and since then you know it's taken practice and baby steps and i can almost guarantee you this year she will not be cooking a turkey uh, but it was really huge awareness for her at how much it affected her well-being that she was basically she wasn't forced she was choosing to allow herself to be forced to cook a turkey for her mom <laughs> right because like her mom really had nothing to do with it it was all her standing in her truth and her not having good boundaries and communication skills to stand up for herself so anyway well and it's pedigree. also the choosing the choosing when you when you want to do that when you want to stand in your truth and when you sometimes will compromise I mean, there is a kind of a tightrope to walk there. And sometimes you just compromise a little bit. Well, and like I said, there were compromises, as in you bring the turkey already cooked, we could warm it up. Or, I mean, even if she yeah. wanted to cook the turkey, the mom, but the True. mom wouldn't even cook the turkey. So <laughs> it, it was kind of, I mean, I mean, it sounds a little ridiculous, but here's the funny thing is like, everyone has this kind of, well, okay, everyone's a big word. So many people has, have this kind of family drama. And I think so much of it is because we have these expectations that something has to be this way or that way or this way. Um, just because it's always been that way. And how dare you, you know, have lasagna, right? And an Italian family would be like, what do you mean? We always have lasagna. <laughs> anyway, so well, yes. And learning how to how to stand in your truth with grace and kindness as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not saying put on pedigree and be a dick. Like there's just, that's <laughs> not what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Def but, and I think that's one of the things pedigree does. It kind of helps you not 
be a dick totally. when you're trying to break this pattern of or habit of your family. Right. Right. So anyway, the first thing with the ritual with regard to pedigree would be to really just identify, do you have a habit that you'd like to break the chain to? Do you have a, a, a pattern that you would like to break the chain to? Like maybe your mom calls and when she calls, you are at her beck and call. You answer. You would text immediately no matter what you're doing just because you know she'll get mad if you don't answer her. You know, like that's another interesting unhealthy pattern of um, being at someone's beck and call because you're afraid you're going to get in trouble for some reason, which happens to us when we're at all ages. I'm not just talking about teenagers here. <laughs> no, that happens when you're 50 as well as 15. Older. Yeah. So the first step of this whole thing is to really just think about, and maybe this is the first time that you've thought about, like, do I have unhealthy patterns? Like what patterns do I have? And why do I do the things I do? Because I just, I was taught that way and that's what I do. Um, it's just really a well self-awareness. And then if you find something, for example, um, let's take the, you know, I, someone texts and I have to text right away. Um, or I feel like if I don't text right away, they're going to get mad at me or, or they actually do get mad at me if I don't text right away. That's kind of a good one. And um, we're going to use pedigree to kind of break that. So uh, put a, a drop of pedigree in the webbing uh, where your thumb and index finger meet and just kind of rub it in. And you can put it on the outside or the inside. And I would probably put it on both, both hands, left and right, and just kind of gently rub it in to that area. And then, of course, take three deep breaths after you're done cupping your hands and Bring your hands to your nose and take three deep breaths. And then bring into your awareness the, the, the pattern that you are thinking about that you actually are ready to break the chains to. I love the, what did you say, Janet? Grace, peace. Grace and kindness. Grace and kindness. I think it'd be really beautiful to um, just send a blessing to the person. Like, for example, if I am breaking my pattern of having to feel like my self-imposed feeling like I have to text my mother immediately or she's going to get mad at me. I want to send grace and kindness to her before and as I'm breaking the chains. And then um, I'm literally going to, well, we're going to have you dance to a really fun song that Janet's going to tell you a little bit about. But in this, in the process of dancing, um, we want you to kind of hold your hands in front of your heart and then lift them up above your head and then like um, come crashing down almost like the there's cuffs or there's actually you're chained up and they're breaking free so we want you to just kind of do that over and over and over so like you have handcuffs on and you bring it up above your head and then you let your hands drop and separate and but a little bit forceful like you're actually like breaking the chain it's really standing in your truth what's yours is yours what do i believe like what's mine is mine and what do I believe? And then whether they like it or not, they can still continue on the tradition or the habit. Like your mom has full permission to be mad at you, but you can have good boundaries with her. Yeah, and not be be responsible for her being mad. Right. Yeah. So basically, that was a lot of interesting things. 
drops, but I want to just go over it again. So one or two drops of pedic grain inside the webbing of the thumb and the index finger meet and just gently rub it in. Then you're going to smell and then you're going to just kind of take a couple of deep breaths and bring in that pattern or that awareness of the belief that you don't want to take on or the unhealthy pattern that you want to break and you're going to dance the shit out of it. You're just going to dance it away and you're going to dance to break the chain. Okay. So that's so great. We hope that you love the song. The link is on the pod. It is break the chain and it's for V day, which um, is something even slur started and it's, they're talking about breaking the chain to um, rape and abuse and incest and those kinds of family traditions that we're not very proud of. Um, but I really think that it's just a good message. Part of the words are, um, I dance because I love, I dance because I dream, I dance because I've had enough, I dance to stop the screams and to break the rules and stop the pain. And to turn it upside down, it's time to break the chain. I think it's a great message that you have the power to break the chain. And V-Day is on, it's 1 billion rising on um, February 14th every year. And people all over the world dance to this song. And it's just amazing. Hmm. So when you go dance on the bridge, that's the song you guys are dancing to. Yes. Okay, so it's the same song every year. It is the same song every year. So One Billion Rising is all about this Break the Chain song. Yes. Oh, cool. I had no idea. That's so cool. And the One Billion is, um, there's probably been one billion women in the world abused. And so um, they're rising up against, against it. Love it. And uh, if you just search YouTube, there's tons of different recordings of it, but I'll have a couple for you to choose from in the blog. Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And I love that this is so important. Um, it's an important cause that you've um, supported for many, many years. So Yes, it's just, it, I think when you dance as you're trying to break a habit or something, and it's that physical movement also helps it get ingrained into your body and you kind of take it in like if you think you're going to you know if you're meditating on that one habit you want to break and then you're talking thinking about it while you're dancing it'll kind of absorb into your body better yeah I love that part of the words too is this is my body my body's holy no more excuses, no more abuses. We are mothers, we are teachers, we are beautiful, beautiful creatures. And I love exactly what you're saying. Like, I think that I know that the words are meaning something different, but I, I love what you're saying about taking it into your body to break, to break the chain. And um, your bodies are holy. And, and I think personally, when we don't stand in our truth, we are abusing ourselves, like we're doing self-mutilation. And so I think the song is perfect um, to break the chains of whatever abuse we have um, endured, whether imposed upon us or self-imposed. So yeah, powerful stuff here. 
Janet. Powerful stuff, powerful, powerful oil pedigree. Yep. Who would have ever guessed that the oil of ancestry meant all this? Right? I know. And I call it the man's lavender. And it's so like, it's interesting now that actually we're at the end and we've gone through this whole thing about, and the song we're breaking in and that it's at the end of the masculine, semi-masculine themed month. <laughs> um, it's, it's fascinating to think that um, it's like rise up, like it's women rising. So it's pretty fascinating. I love how everything has everything to do with everything. Yes. So yeah. true. Yeah. So anyway, we've um, rambled a little. We hope that you um, loved it and learned something, learned something about yourself. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, www.empoweryouroils.com. You can send us an email at playwithus at empoweryouroils.com. And we will see you next week with a nice um, new theme of July. Please visit EmpowerYourOils.com for information on purchasing doTERRA essential oils, to receive fun free downloads, and even a variety of not-so-free products. If you love this podcast and you look forward to hearing more from us and possibly receiving more free goodies, Please, please sign up for our smell mail. Hint, hint. That means sign up for our email list. doctors, scientists, rocket scientists, or even bartenders. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Please use wisdom and consider all safety information from a competent reference book regarding essential oil use. There are some oils that should never be taken internally, and alcohol doesn't change that. Some oils should not be applied directly to the skin without a carrier oil. Ensure the oils you are using are of the highest standards of quality. Essential oils can be much more potent than herbs, so a little goes a long way. Use caution when using essential oils for babies and children, as they have highly sensitive skin and require less oil. If you are pregnant or nursing, consult a licensed healthcare professional before applying essential oils. As always, drink responsibly and don't drive. If you happen to drink too much, try the hair of the dog or a shot of water with two drops of ginger, one drop each of lavender and lemon.